Welcome to the Beyond the Box Score podcast, brought to you in part by Fast Model Sports. In this episode, I interview Coach Ethan Kahn. He's an assistant men's basketball coach at Bemidji State University. Coach, how's it going? Good, how are you? Doing well. Coach, you want to give yourself a brief introduction to the listeners? Yeah, um, so my name's uh, Ethan Kahn. Um, I'm originally from Phoenix, Arizona. Um, was a, a student manager for Northern Arizona University um, for four years. Um, during my time, was a head manager for two and a half, three um three years really good experience got to travel a lot um, with the team and got to experience some cool things um you know went to portland state montana like some places you're like maybe that's not necessarily on your destination list but um get to go to so it was kind of cool to get to travel a little bit and you know learn about the ins and outs of a college a, a d1 program um then after that, went to uh, Catawba College as a director of operations video guy. Um, during that time, we won. Um, I won our uh, South Atlantic Conference uh, championship, um, tournament championship, which was really fun. Uh, you know, got to do a little bit of everything, a lot of scouts, a lot of uh, player development, um, stuff like that. Um, obviously a lot of the grunt work too, but you know, it had, it had its purse, got a lot of um, things I was able to do during game to help out and plus minus stuff like that. So pretty analytical with everything over there and, um, you know, worked, uh, worked under coach Perrin, great guy, still talk to pretty regularly. Uh, I know you do too. Um, but you know, that was a really good experience. Um, and then, you know, right now I'm at a Bemidji State University. If I say it wrong, I get the coach over there gets me a hard time because I say Bemidji, but it's Bemidji, but Bemidji, Bemidji. Good gosh, I can't even say it. Um, Bemidji State University, um, which is in um, the NSIC, really, really good D2 conference. Um, got there in September, um, you know, doing a lot of scouts. Um, stuff like that, um, player development. Um, so it's been it's been a good time over there. Um, right now, eight and four got got a lot of promise. Got you know one of the best bigs in the conference, uh, in my opinion. Um, got a lot of uh, you know a, a fifth, sixth year senior in Dalton. Um, good kid hit a game winner against um St. Cloud uh, offensive rebound um really stepping up for us you know got a lot of other really good pieces as well so excited for the rest of the season um hopefully we can do make some noise yeah talk about growing up in Scottsdale Arizona yeah uh it was it was interesting um <laughs> now it, it really was a good time um you know went to Horizon High School kind of new wanted to get into coaching pretty early um you know there's high school wise you know there's a lot of um there's places that we went to almost every weekend um you know kind of our spots or whatever um that we'd hang out at um you know it, it was overall a really good really good time um you know just wanted to kind of experience new things I, I guess you could say i'm a little bit of a traveler 
um, right now. I mean, I'm 25, um, pretty young, so not not tied down to anything. So might as well um, experience the best um, out of everything right now, you know? Yeah, no doubt. You know, your coaching career started when you were 14 years old. Talk about your first coaching experience. Yeah, so um, I was, yeah, again, 14, 15 years old, um, you know, started um, as um, an assistant coach um, at my old middle school for, for basketball and, you know, kind of knew that this was it. This is the path I was going to take. Um, I think all this has helped in terms of me getting to, um, you know, where, where, where I am right now. And that's, you know, a lot of the education aspect to it. Right. Um, that a lot of players, you know, let, let, you know, let's be honest, a lot of players, um, aren't necessarily trying to get that education, right. They're there to play. Um, but you know, coaching kind of motivated me and and helped me pave the way in terms of the education aspect um so you know i I can relate to guys like that uh, which is which is good and you know it it helps motivate i have my masters um which which is which helps a lot yeah did you have aspirations of playing basketball you know at the high school and college level or did you always know that you wanted to be a coach yeah, so, you know, I think what happens to almost every kid, right, is they have aspirations to play and then they realize they're not good enough and some, you know, steer off away from basketball. Um, but for me, um, it was, you know, I love the game. I, I grew up with the seven seconds or less sons, you know. So um, for me, it was it was kind of like destiny, in a way, you know, always was meant to be part of the game in what in somewhat of a way. Um, and, you know, realize that this coaching thing is, 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 is the way to go. Um, you know, developed my IQ and all that over time, kind of had a good one in high school, just wasn't, you know, not talented enough. Um, so was able to keep growing, um, in that aspect, you know, started with NAU and then, um, you know, Catawba learned a lot about, you know, the defensive aspect of the ball, um, you know, and a lot of recruiting as well. Um, and then, you know, now at my at my school right now, it's one of the best offenses um, in, in, in the country. And, you know, in terms of strategic wise, I, I really like it. So, um, you know, something I'm definitely learning. Yeah, I find it ironic that you're such a defensive-oriented guy, being a seven seconds or less Suns fan growing up. Yeah, it, it's kind of it's kind of confusing to me too sometimes. But um, you know, I I, I think, and it, it's I think it's proven to me um, when we won our the the sack championship um, is that defense does win championships, and that's just not a saying. You know, that's like a legit thing. Um, so you know, I. I and, and it's a lot of fun to coach too, um, as well. Um, and it's not, it's not something a lot of guys necessarily want to do, but it's something you got to do in order to win. No question. You know, you served as a student assistant at Horizon High School in Scottsdale. What was that experience like? And what were some of those first things that you learned about coaching at the high school level? 
Yeah. Um, you know, really good experience. Um, was blessed because, you know, Lucas Ramirez is one of my guys that kind of brought me into the coaching world. Um, and, you know, he told me this was a good idea. Um, just went along with it. I was like, yep, let's do it. Um, but learned a lot of, of the high school coaching grind. Um, you know, I was at all the practices, uh, freshman, JV, varsity. Uh, so I was pretty much there from like three to eight every day. Um, it was just a fun, it was just fun to me. It wasn't really work, um, you know, which, which kind of, which right then and there I knew, like, I don't want to be in a cubicle five to five, uh, nine to five, you know, I'd rather be out there doing stuff um, in terms of basketball. So, um, but yeah, I learned a lot about, you know, was able to help with uh, freshmen um, a lot with subs freshman and JV actually with subs and stuff like that and player development. Um, so it really, it really launched pad my passion for coaching um, kind of, kind of figuring out in my head, like I can actually do this. Um, and again, you know, the, the rest is history, but um, you know, it definitely taught me a lot. What made Northern Arizona the right place for you to attend college? And what other schools did you look at possibly attending? Yeah, so um, you know, a couple things. I'm trying to, hey, that's a that's a it's a way back question. Um, really, it's not seven years, but um, you know, NAU, I just had a good feeling about it. I guess I kind of went with in, intuition. Um, in terms of that decision, you know, there's obviously U of A. I was talking to one of their um, to their dobo. Um, that's obviously a more vigorous process. Um, you have to know people, um, to get, to get that. Um, but you know, U of A was one, ASU was one, um, pretty much all the in-state schools. Um, but, you know, kind of knew NAU was it, um, and probably the right place for me to be when I visited, um, I had freshman week, kind of didn't make a decision until late summer, um, did all the application stuff. But, um, but yeah, so, you know, that was, that was the decision I made and I'm, I'm grateful that I made it. Um, obviously it could be a really good basketball town in my opinion. Um, and it still can be, and, and they've done some really nice things with the, um, with the student athlete, um, wellness center, um, that they built over there. Um, so I think it's going to be a hub you know, for, for, um, college basketball, um, and, and coach Burkhardt is doing some really good things over there as well. Um, pretty good team right now. Um, so, you know, I, I think it's a, it's definitely a basketball town and, um, you know, thankful for my time over there, really. Um, it, it snowed, you know, and I'm sort of dealing a little bit with that right now, but, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, NAU was just the right decision. I kind of just trusted my gut, um, and, it, and it paid off in, in the long haul. So when you were looking at colleges, you were actively looking at being a student manager. You weren't just looking at, oh, they have this major, or, oh, the climate's nice. You you were really looking at it for the the college basketball aspect? Yeah, yeah. And, again, that's kind of the thing I can relate to with guys is I, I understand what you're looking for. Um, in terms of, you know, where you want to also play, but, you know, have your education. 
Um, cause that, I mean, I mean, my, I mean, I know it's different cause I didn't play, but, um, you know, for me, it was about like the school, you know, opportunities it can help me with, um, am I going to be able to learn as much as I possibly can have more of an influence? Um, that was also an impact, uh, impact on my decision. Um, and I felt like NAU was, was the right spot, um, for that. And I, I learned a tremendous amount, um, I'm definitely grateful for my time there. You you served as a student manager, like you said, at NAU. Talk about the responsibilities you had, and what was your first interaction with the coaching staff like? Yeah, so um, you know, initial responsibilities was just helping out the, the the head manager and anything I could help out with, go to practices, uh, laundry stuff like that. Um, you know, film practices. Uh, my first interactions with the staff were really great. Um, that was when Jack, Coach Jack Murphy was over there. Um, so, you know, it, it was really good, nice. Everyone was very friendly. Um, you know, going through a rough spot um, in terms of um, record-wise uh, going into that year, um, but really good in terms of, like, he's he's had a lot of winning teams, winning programs up there. Um, so, you know, I was, I was full head in, uh, I, I trust the process, um, with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, really good doing a lot of different stuff. And then throughout my years, um, you know, got to help out a lot more, whether that was with helping with scouts, you know, the presentations of it, um, helping with, you know, being in charge of the nutrition station, um, a lot of video, a lot of video, a lot of helping out with camps, stuff like that, uh, that you would expect. But, you know, obviously at a, at a, at uh, NAU got to do a lot more with that than I would have anywhere else, um, which again was a key decision and, and why I picked it. You know, the Big Sky Conference is one of the leagues that I feel like is underappreciated. Talk about the teams in that conference and what's the travel schedule like? Yeah, teams in the big, big skies, definitely underrated. Um, really good league. You know, you got when I was there, you had powerhouses and they're still a powerhouse. Um, Eastern Washington, you know, you have Montana, Montana State, um, you know, a lot of really, really good schools. Um, scheduling wise, it was a little crazy. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> Honestly, but I think what it was, was it was like Thursday, Saturdays. Um, so we would leave Wednesday or whatever. Um, get there that night, practice, play Thursday, go to the next spot, uh, practice Friday and then play Saturday. So it was pretty, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> a lot, a lot of games, stuff like that. So um, travel wasn't too bad, though. Um you know, as a manager, it was a little bit, it was a lot of work. Um, it was a lot of work as a manager, um, but definitely something that was experience, that was fun, fun to do. Um, but yeah, travel wasn't too bad. Um, get back Sundays, typically. Um, but yeah. You mentioned you were the head manager for three of those four years. How many managers did you have under you? And did you guys get to play in any of the manager games? 
<laughs> um, so my last, my, my, uh, junior year. Uh, so, so let me, let me start off with this. So sophomore year, uh, was the head manager with someone else. Um, junior year, it was pretty much by myself. Um, and then senior year, I had one person underneath me, so we couldn't, we couldn't necessarily be in those manager games, uh, which kind of sucked, but, um, you know, it was, um, it was a good time and it was fun to be able to, you know, help out and help out other managers when I could, um, you know, it was definitely a grind that, 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 you know, all those years, but especially that junior year by yourself. Um, but we had a really good GA with me who made it fun and, you know, you know, it's, it's really about the people you're with, um, that, that helps all that out. It kind of leads me into my next question. You know, talk about the the coaches on staff during your time in NAU. Yeah, I mean, really good people. Um, you know, um, got to made some lifelong um, connections with those with those guys. Um, coach G, who is at uh, Scottsdale Community College right now as an associate head coach, um, definitely one of my guys. Um, coach Thornton, who's I, I think a uh, he's coaching high school right now in Texas. Um, you know, Coach Fisher, who's now at um, Western, or uh, what is it, Western Oregon, something like that. Um, so, you know, really good, uh, really good dudes. Um, and again, it's really about like who you're, who you're with um, every day, right? Um, that makes it more enjoyable and, um, you know, makes it more fun too. When did you start looking at potential programs to be a GA for? And did you explore coaching on the women's side at all? Yeah. Um, funny you should ask. Um, I did. I had an interview with uh, one um, division one school to be a graduate assistant uh, on the women's side. Uh, ultimately didn't work out, but that was definitely a thought of mine. Uh, my my GA process again, kind of like my um, student manager process was, um, you know, what school can I have the most impact? What school can I learn a lot um, from on the on like kind of on the spot? You know, put put myself in the fire, um, and and that's one of the things that Kataba told me is we're going to put you in the fire. You're going to learn. Um, you're going to learn through experience, learn through what we do um, as well, and that really intrigued me. Um, and, you know, obviously with that, I, I decided to go there and, and the rest is history. And I'm at a really good spot right now um, in terms of my assistant coaching job uh, at Bemidji State. Um, so, you know, again, I, I guess you could say my gut has been right. <laughs> my, my gut has been right the past two times. Um, just hey, hoping, you know, hoping that it's right for the third and whatever goes on. And, you know, the ultimate goal is to be a head coach. And I'm, I'm hopeful that, that that happens at some point, not really rushing it, kind of learned that, you know, everything happens when it's supposed to happen. Uh, you can't necessarily force things. Um, and, and, you know, especially at 25, I got a lot of things I can still learn. So trying to be a sponge, um, learn as much as I can and, and hopefully that that goal of mine will will happen at some point. Uh, I'm sure that it will. I have no doubt in my mind. Yeah, you know, anyone who's listened to the podcast or knows me knows that I have a deep admiration for Coach Perrin. You know, you talked about uh, you know, 
that he, he was up front, you know, we're going to throw you in the fire and you're going to get your hands in a lot of different aspects of college coaching. Was it Zoom or did you, did you fly out to uh, North Carolina? Just kind of discuss that first interaction with him. Yeah. <laughs> My first interaction with Coach P. Um, now, really, uh, I was talking to one of the assistants, um, got the job in June or whatever, um, flew out there for team camp, kind of want to see what it was all about, you know, get get a bearings on stuff. And my first interactions, I'm in that room and, and Coach P P's in there working. He's in there um, working on the um, all the camp stuff because they had a really big team camp. I had like 125 teams. So the thing was huge and he, he was he was in there grinding. Um, so, you know, I can instantly tell that he was, that, that he likes the grind, um, of it all. Um, but you know, coach P is, is great, great person, um, was a really good mentor to, to me, um, helped me out in terms of, you know, understanding more of, um, you know, I think that it's bigger than basketball. Um, he always has guys that come back to, and I've told them, told them this and think this is something you should be proud of. He always has guys that come back, um, in the summer summers, like alumni and that come and work out with the guys or play runs with them. There's at least like four or five every summer. Um, and that number probably is going to keep on growing. Um, but that's something to be proud of that, you know, people do feel like it's, it's a safe space for you to be in a place that you can call home um, just because of how he interacts with the guys and all that. And, and all the guys love him over there and um, really, really good dude. Oh, he's the best. Yeah, I know we both worked the North Carolina camp and, you know, Catawba camps. What other camps have you worked and what's your favorite part of working camps in the summer? Yeah. Um, I worked the, Arizona one um, when I was about to be a freshman. Um, so that was fun being able to work at the Sean Miller basketball camp. Um, got to work at, you know, uh, ETSU's elite camp, uh, Catawba's camp, obviously with team camp and then elite camp. Um, got to do my own kids camp as well for Catawba, which we had 105 kids, um, which was pretty crazy. Uh, really good time, um, you know, but, but we, we filled that, filled that place up. Um, and then I'm trying to think if there's any others, but that's, I mean, those are the the main basketball ones that I've done, um, you know, really good experiences. Obviously the UNC camp was, was a good experience as well. Uh, but my favorite at, you know, is, is, is helping out the kids and, and gaining those relationships. Again, I'm, I'm a big relationship guy. I think that's super important. Um, so, you know, gonna, you know, just talking to kids, kind of seeing their life experiences, you know, we all have a love uh, and that's basketball. Um, so it's, it's nice to be a part of something that, you know, has a common love and, um, you know, that's what everyone's there for, right. Didn't necessarily feel like it was working, like, like we were working at any point, um, just out there having fun getting teach teach uh, the next generation of the game of basketball stuff like that so you know again very um um personal relationship kind of guy um from from me from my standpoint so you know definitely love doing that 
Yeah, I always say camp. You don't feel like you're working unless the gym you're in doesn't have air conditioning. <laughs> Oi, yeah, that was that was something, but. <laughs> You know, we talked about Catava and, you know, Coach P, but I know that, you know, he did give you a lot of responsibilities and allowed you to be involved with a number of aspects of the program. What were some of the areas that he really let you take ownership of during your time in Salisbury? Yeah, um, a lot of the film stuff, right? Um, got to bring in a whole new system in, in regards to that, you know, started to show, you know, show a little bit more film, Um try to be a little bit more as, as detailed as possible with that, uh, which I thought was really fun, uh, fun to do, you know, got to where I could use my, can use the camera and put it right into my computer right away. They never had that. So that was good. Um, you know, Devo, we had a Devo team, which was a really good experience was the head coach of it for my second year. Um, but during that summer is really, he wanted me to kind of have that to be my little baby, if that makes sense um to really work it um and was able to do that um you know help recruit like 11 12 devo guys um to the program so he let me he let me fly with that as well um those are the two big things um a lot of video and then you know some of that we also had a time you know um where we were we we played against a certain team and you know anything I could do to help win really um whether that's little or small like little or big like I, I whatever it takes really um you know there was an idea that maybe we go to a gym earlier um because we weren't having good success at that gym um, in terms of shooting did that one shot probably our best game um that season or that time there so um you know anything I could do to help was really what I was trying to do for Coach Perrin. Um, but, yeah, those those two main things, um, recruiting, obviously, he let me, you know, go out and, and recruit and, and get experience in that um, as well. What was your favorite part of Coach on the Devo red team? And who was the <laughs> blue team? Um, Those guys, man, they just – I mean, they're there because they love it. You know, there's no scholarship aspect to it. They're there simply because they love playing basketball. Um, they want to get an education. So that aspect was, was, was awesome, you know, got to also get head coaching experience. And th this kind of drove me into shoot. Now I really, really want to be a head coach at some point. Um, so, you know, uh, really good inspiration on, on, on that part, but, you know, really good experience, um, coaching those guys and, um, was fun as well. We won our, um, Devo league the first year and then, um, when I was the head coach, you know, shoot, sadly, sadly lost in the championship game um, that, that following year, the red team. So hopefully this year they can they can help redeem themselves and me and and get that title back. <laughs> that, that That's the hope, because there is actually a trophy that we had for our league. Um, so hopefully, hopefully those boys get it back. That'd be awesome. You know, you guys went dancing in your final year at Catawba. How special were the guys in that program? And when did you guys know that you really had a chance to get the at-large bid? Yeah, um, that team's very special. Um, I mean, it's a group of guys that genuinely like each other, right? Um, I kind of knew that, that there was definitely a shot um, when – 
trying to remember exactly what game it was. I'm going to be honest. It was against, it was after a loss. It was after a loss and it was against Augusta. Um, you know, Javion, uh, Jones, that's, that, that's a dog right there uh, for any viewers that, that know him or whatever. That's, that's a horse. Um, but anyways, um, you know, one of the games against Pembroke, he missed two for, missed a free throw to tie it. And then Augusta, he made both of those sent it to overtime. And I was like, all right, you know, we can, we can stick with the best of the best. Um, you know, we just, again, kind of like in anything, you need a little bit of luck. Um, and, and I felt like this team had that, had that, um, you know, the basketball gods were looking at us and, and we're like, you know what, this team, we had um, 6 a.m.s for a whole week. You know, we we put in a lot of work uh, and, and I felt like the result was going to be the result that we got. And that's winning the the title. Um, obviously wanted to go a little bit more further in regionals. Um, but, you know, I, I think it was a good experience that that these guys needed um, for this year, especially um, and that I, I think they're really going to flourish on. Um, and, and again, right now I saw a ranking, their top 25 and I forget which ranking it is. Um, but you know, they're, they, they got a really special group of guys, really good, uh, coaching staff. Um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a recipe for success. Um, and as, as coach Perrin says, all roads lead to Catawba. <laughs> so, you know, I, I'm hoping that, that they, that they can that we they can redeem a little bit of of last year of getting out of that first round and I think they will. Um, they got the nucleus of guys. Um, they got the leaders. So excited to keep watching them. Um, still talk to some of those guys. Um, you know, still making sure that they're doing good and and, and stuff like that. Because uh, again, it's bigger than basketball. No doubt. And they are definitely a well-oiled machine. And after, com after completing your master's degree, you began looking for the next stop in your coaching journey. Take the listeners through that process and what played into your decision. Yeah. Um, I have a little bit <laughs> of an interesting story with that. Um, you know, I, I originally got a D3 assistant job um, towards May, was working on that pretty pretty hard during the summer helped bring in you know four or six recruits um and and then you know august september the opportunity of uh, bemidji state came through um my desk as you per se um and it was something that i couldn't say no to um which was a really tough decision for me um again got had a lot of stake in the fredonia stuff um, right now they're doing pretty pretty okay um again last year they, they won two games now they've doubled that um and now they're they're four and four and you know got some really good pieces there um hopefully again another team i'm i'm following constantly um so you know my that but you know what i was looking for again kind of like um Kind of like how I was looking with my manager and my GA stuff. Where can I have the most impact? Where can I learn the most? Um, you know, again, be thrown into the fire, um, see what comes out of it. Um, and Fredonia was that place. Um, and then, you know, <clears throat> I think everything happens for a reason. I think this was a good lesson for, for me too, uh, is that, you know, 
there, there's still much, much more I need to learn. Um, and I think I'm, I'm learning a lot of that right now at the place I'm at. Um, I think it, I think it happened for a reason. Um, like I said, um, I'm grateful to have this opportunity and be able to be under coach. Coach Boshi has been there for 12, 13 years. So, so he knows the landscape of the league very well. Um, really, really good. Um, X's and O's mind. Um, and, you know, just absorbing everything I can um, in terms of knowledge, uh, you know. So, again, when that time does come, I'm ready. I love it. You know, talk more about that decision. Uh, obviously tough, but you're not the the only one who's done that uh, in their career as far as, you know, accepting a job, starting, and then prior to the season uh, beginning, uh, departing for another job. Talk about that discussion with Fedonia and uh, how it went. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, still talk to the head coach. Coach Smiley, definitely my guy. Um, you know, he, he completely understood. Um very supportive in, in that decision. Um, you know, for me personally, it's a tough one because um, I, I'd like, you know, I'd like to be a loyal guy um, as much as I can. I know it's tough, um, especially in this business, you know, whether whatever opportunities you have. And also, you know, I knew I was going to like working for Smiley as well. Um, so that was a tough decision to make. Um, but again, you know, kind of looking at myself, you know, I I was like, you know what, I have a good opportunity to be in one of the really good D2 conferences, being a, an assistant coach in it and learn a lot more. Um, you know, um, had a coach Marsh used to play at Bemidji um, State, so kind of knew, you know, he, he talked a lot about the league and, and stuff like that. So, you know, did my homework, obviously. Um, and just felt like it was the right decision for me. Uh, and, and I'm, I'm happy I took it, got to meet some really good guys that we have right now, a really good team, um, in terms of, you know, dudes in the locker room, uh, it's never a boring day with them. Definitely a never boring day with them. We got some characters, um, to say the least. Um, but you know, guys that want to work and, you know, care about, care about each other as well. Um, is super important. You mentioned earlier in the interview, uh, you do aspire to be a head coach one day. What would the right opportunity look like? And, you know, with with the Division II experience you've had at your previous, uh, or I would say your, your most recent stops, is Division II kind of the level you see yourself at? Um, You know, I think basketball is basketball. Um, whatever, whatever division, whatever league, all that stuff is, um, you know, so <clears throat> I don't, <laughs> funny part is I don't know what that opportunity looks like. Um, and I, and I don't really think it'll ever be an ideal opportunity if that makes sense. Like it, it'll never just be the perfect situation. Um, now that might happen and I'm knock on wood, but, um, you know, I, everything, you know, for, for me, it, it's, it's about, again, kind of what my process has been, you know, what can I, can I make an impact here? Um, and can I learn? Um, those are the two biggest things and be able to learn. You got to be able to learn throughout your career, whether you're 60, 40, 50, 20, um, it doesn't matter. Cause if you're not a sponge, the game's always changing. And if you're not a sponge, um, 
and and kind of seeing different trends and seeing how you know and adapting to to the new ways um then you sometimes get lost um you know while with that too right you got to be able to to have your system and trust it um but you know a lot of it's personnel based stuff like that i get that um but you got to be willing to adjust throughout your coaching career um and you know a lot of that's you know with uh, I would guess a little bit of ego, right? Um, you know, and, and understanding again, time times are always evolving, and you gotta you gotta evolve with it, or else you'll become lost. No, that's so true. Yeah, you know, you're active in the the Jewish Coaches Association. How has the rise in anti-Semitism affected you? Yeah. Um, you know, love, love that I'm part of the JCA, um, really good community coach, uh, coach Elkin, um, he's the dobo at Yale. I had a lot of talks with him, you know, just chatting it up, whatever, catching up, really good guy. Um, you know, what, what's going on right now is, is, is pretty sad to see. Luckily for me, for me, again, I'm at a small school, so, um, I haven't dealt with it on campus quite like probably some other coaches. Um, and I don't know how I would, in all honesty, um, if it, if it was happening on my campus, I'd be pretty pissed. Um, and I, and I know a lot of coaches are right now, a lot of Jewish coaches, um, you know, with stuff that's going on on campuses. Um, you know, it's just, it's just a, it's just sad to see, um, you know, you, you never, again, you never thought that it would, like something like this would happen in your lifetime, I guess. Um, I know we dealt with the Holocaust, stuff like that. I think this is this is pretty brutal. Um, and in, in regards to, you know, it's the 21st century. Now, I might rant a little bit with this because that's what I do. I had a political science minor. Um, but you know, um, you know, kind of seeing what how technology and how 21st century is affecting war. Um, it's quite interesting um, to see how naive some people can be and just believing everything they see on, on social media. Um, you know, some, there's some concepts to all this that's happening that just make zero sense to me um, in regards to, you know, defending a terrorist organization like Hamas um, and, and being so openly supportive of it, which is just crazy. And then people, quoting Osama bin Laden like what, what are we doing <laughs> you know um it's definitely changed my my ideology a little bit um for me being a little personal here uh and you know my view on the world as well um you know it's obviously not rainbows and sunshines but um you know I, I think protecting protecting the Jewish people is important um you know shoot that's that's one of me right um but it's been it's been a little bit of a struggle, especially, you know, was going into that place kind of new, like a month, a month and a half after the move, um, you know, and trying to figure figure out, you know, life um, and get adjusted to the new to, you know, my new job and stuff like that. So it was a little bit of a struggle those first couple of weeks. I knew some people in Israel as well. Um, so you know, just, just praying for, for better times. And, and hopefully, you know, the world, the world, world needs a little bit of fixing right now. 
Um, and, and hopefully, hopefully that happens. From your mouth to God's ears. Coach, we've come to the start bench cut segment brought to you in part by Fast Model Sports. I'm going to give you three things. You start one, bench one, and cut one. All right, what do you got for me? All right, first one, Nike, Adidas, Under Armour. Cut Under Armour. Start Nike, bench Adidas, right? Okay. Yep. 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 All right, fast food. Cookout, Bojangles, Chick-fil-A. That's a tough one. Hey, I got that little southern twang to me now. So now I know exactly I know what what what, what both of those what cookout and uh, bojangles are now. So you know. Um unpopular opinion. Unpopular opinion right here. Probably cut cookout. Ooh. Probably cut cookout. I'd bench um Chick-fil-A. I'd start Bojangles. I think my oh I thought thank you. Cookout, cookout, it depends. Cookout, it depends. You know, depends who's working. I <laughs> uh, being a Suns guy, Amari Stoudemire, Steve Nash, Matrix. Yeah, I can't answer that question. I don't. I don't know. Shoot, shoot. I'd start all of them. I'm hey, not cut, hey, I'm having three starters. I'm cutting me. I'm cutting. Um, I'm cutting Joe Johnson. I'm just I'm playing three guys. Hey, I mean that's the benefit of basketball. You get to start five, so I gave you three. Hey, hey, if you want me to answer that, like I can't, I can't. I I I don't know who I would cut. It's like picking your favorite. I know who I would start. I know who I would start. Steve Nash. I mean, I'd start Steve Nash, right? Yeah. But like, I'm not cutting Amari or 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 the Matrix. Like, I'm just not. I can't. I can't just my, my son's. It, hey, that's a good question though. Hey, give me a, hey, I know, you know, give me, give me one from, uh, from this team. I'll, I'll tell you that. Uh, Durant Booker and, um, and uh, Beal. Well, you already know who I'm cutting. Who do you think I'm cutting? Uh, I would say, uh, at this stage of their career, maybe Katie. No, 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 no. Beal? Yeah, I'm cutting Beal. That, yep, cutting Beal. Um, thought it was a really good trade, by the way. I know a lot of people didn't like it. I mean, you gave up Chris Paul and Landry Shamit for Bradley Beal, who's a, who who wasn't uh, – and Washington, a franchise player, right? Um, obviously injury-prone a little bit, but, like, what, what do you got to lose? Um, but I'd say Beal. Uh, this one's going to surprise people. Uh, this is still Book's team. So I'll start book, um, bench KD. Um, you know, we're only going to go as far as book goes in, in reality. So, um, but yeah, so it's, it's a time to be a Suns fan right now. I'll tell you that. And um, just lost to the trailblazers last night. Um, got, I got some faith in my guys still. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Um, Matt Ishaba has been, you know, a really good owner um, so far. Um, you know, I was really bought into the the valley and stuff like that. So I'm I'm excited. Um you have a lot more optimism than me as a recovering wizards fan. Let me just say that. Yeah, I mean that that's brutal. Um that's just brutal. That's the brutality of sports right there. Yeah. Um, um, fans, I could not do it. All right. 
last one, Coach. Hoop dirt, verbal commits, transfer portal. That's a tough one. Oh, my gosh. Start hoop dirt. <laughs> um, bench uh, verbal com- – bench the uh, transfer portal and cut verbal commits. Okay, okay. Coach, who are three guests I should have on the podcast? Now I've had Coach Perrin, uh, Dan Wallen, a number of guys from Catawba, Steve Asher, but who are three guests I should have on the podcast? Um, definitely got to hit up uh, Ger- uh, Coach uh, German Marsh from Catawba. That that would be a good one. Um, I think, you know, in terms of, you know, you got to try to get try to get Bruce Pearl on it. Got to, got to, you know, got to throw, throw a bone, throw a bone. Um, and then, you know, I think, um, another, you know, I, again, whew, that's a tough one. Three. Yeah. Bruce Pearl, probably coach, um, uh, coach Marsh. And then, uh, why, why, why not, uh, let's go coach, uh, Derek Wall from Hampton. He's had uh, quite a story as well. Um, in regards to his coaching career, he's coached some really cool, really high level guys um, at his AAU, and um, definitely would have good um, intel on on certain things um, as well with the game of basketball. Um, you know, uh, that again, one of the guys I've learned from a lot too. Um, so I, I would say those three. I mean, I mean, I know you got two Kataba guys and then Bruce Pearl, but you know, got to got to make it interesting. Definitely. Coach, I, I know you're you're still relatively young in your coaching career, um, but I, you know I feel like you do have a lot of wisdom to share. What advice would you give to someone who realizes that their playing career uh, might not extend as long as uh, everybody would like it to, uh, but realizes that they want to get into coaching at a young age? Yeah, I mean, I again, I identified it pretty early, which is which helped me, and again helped me throughout my education education in college and masters and stuff like that. Um, I'd say the biggest thing is once, you know, start, start working towards coaching. Um, and again, not everyone loves the game enough, um, to, to do what I did in all honesty, um, in regards to not playing and then, you know, realizing I'm not, you know, not good enough. Um, and, and, but, you know, also have that love for the game. Um, it's tough. It's tough to do. Um, but I would say, you know, right when you know, start start going out and, and helping coach AU, coach, um, you know, help with your high school program. Um, just put your foot in the door. Go to camps. Uh, help out with camps as much as you can. Um, again, be a sponge. Look for opportunities that, you know, you, you don't always need to look at the glamorous opportunities, you know, like the bit, like, like Arizona and stuff like that. Um, like the, the opportunities that you got to know someone um, really, but um, you know, look for any opportunity that's available and, and work your butt off. Um, you know, good things happen when you, when you do, when you grind um, and, 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 you know, obviously come into it being a sponge. Um, you know, I'm a victim of that um as well maybe not at first you know as a manager or whatever and then slow you know you're 18 18 19 kind of like these kids um and sometimes it takes time um and 
you know, the best way you can do is, is have people around you that will give you, that will guide you to the right direction. Um, so, you know, be a sponge, start early if you can, um, get as many, it's just like shooting, um, get as many reps as you can. Uh, and then you'll, you'll, you'll be, you'll be in a good spot. I love that coach. Coach, if listeners want to get in touch with you, email, social media, what have you, what's the best way? Yeah, just reach out to my Twitter. Um, it's at Coach Ethan Kahn. Um, you know, I got to be a little, you know, easy with it. Um, but yeah, Twitter is the, the probably the best way um, to, re- to reach out to me. Um, if you have any questions, if there's someone that, um, you know, wants to get into coaching and has more questions about that, you know, love to help anyway, you know, in terms of some, someone needs to, wants to be a manager, um, stuff like that. It's all about getting your foot in the door. Um, so if there's any, I mean, I know I'm young, um, don't have much skin into the, in the game as uh, some others, but if there's any way I can help anyone, I'm definitely willing to help. Coach, I appreciate the friendship uh, and really getting to know you over the past few years. And man, I'm just, I'm so excited for you to have this opportunity uh, at Bemidji State um, and look forward to following your career going forward. Thanks, Coach. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Beyond the Box Score podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and rate five stars.